Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Show me the money! I need to feel you, Jerry! Show me the money! Jerry, you better go! Show me the money! We like, like the juice, juice, yeah. Yeah. juice is good. Very good. So good. All right, we are cashing out on championship week. Just a couple days away till March Madness. The tournament brackets are released, which, by the way, if you were to power rank, Anthony, Mm -hmm. your top three or top four sporting events over the entire calendar year. All right. If you if you if I told you you only get three sporting (laughs) events to watch in a year, what would it be? Uh, to watch, not to attend, right? Yes. So, um, well, how can you compare March Madness to anything else? Because you're getting those weeks. You're getting all those Three weeks. Three solid now, weeks. Now, if you include the NFL playoffs, which would, I think would be comparable. I would, yes. Then it would have to be those two. And then I think the third one becomes unique to who you are. And if you love auto racing, it'd be the Daytona 500 or Indy. If it's... Tennis, it'll be Wimbledon or the U.S. Open. If, if it's golf, it's the Masters. Like, I think it's just unique to to you. So if you're asking me, I would probably put them um, NFL playoffs. At number one. At number one. Okay. Um, I, I'll probably just say Masters Sunday. I just, I don't know if there's anything I, better you for You get me. the whole week. Yeah. You get the whole Masters week. So that's number two. Masters week is two, and then March Madness would be three. How about okay. you? I mean, I... I get into some other sports, obviously. I get into the you know Stanley Cup final and all that, but those kind of hit a different emotion for me. Yeah, uh, for me, it's it's March Madness is is clearly <laughs> clearly number one, uh, followed up probably by the NFL playoffs, and then three. I got to go probably something college college football wise, okay. whether it's uh, you know the last championship week Mm -hmm. where you got all of the rivalry games uh the last week of the regular season i should say of college football might be right up there all right so march madness is coming and what i want to do now since we are only a couple days away from selection sunday is kind of look at the field as a whole because to me looking at the field of uh, as a whole anthony is it's wide open like there is not a team out there that i look at and say yeah i think they're the favorite or they this is a team i absolutely can tell you we'll make a final four. I don't have that team. I know that Houston is the betting favorite, but I don't trust Houston. Uh, is there a team out there that you trust that if I said, Anthony, you need to pick one team that a hundred percent you believe will make the final four. Do you have one? Uh, it's, this is wild. I'm glad you mentioned that because I uh, had a couple experts on our show and I asked this question, how many teams can legitimately say that they could win the title legitimately? They have the team. Can I guess before you, before yeah. you, what's that number? Uh, I think that number is probably 12. Yeah, he said 15. Yeah. He, he said he could go 15 it. deep and make a case that those teams. Now, it's all – this is the hardest thing about March Madness is talking about this before the bracket comes out because the roads are key. Seeds are key. All of that. Matchups are key. So you're asking to pick a team on paper that may have a tougher road, and you just don't know that yet. Um, we were asked this question about a month ago, and – I went with Kansas. I hate going with a defender, but I did think that they had all the pieces to make a big run. They're battle tested and all of that. Bama before their, you know, the controversy came out, 
with their big star, I would say Bama was a big deal too. Um, <clears throat> there's a couple others that I like in, in potentially making a run. And certainly Houston, I think UCLA is strong. Um, Arizona, I'm not sure I can ride Purdue all the way there to the final four. I think UK could flip a switch here a little bit. It looks like they're coming a little bit strong now and they've got the talent to do it. So I think this year of all the years, we may want to look at some longer shots. Yes. I, I'm, of all the years where you don't want to bet the favorite, I mean, you can get you can get some pretty good odds on teams right now that were, um, well, in the summer, if you bet the futures on some of these, you're really feeling great if you really nailed a couple of them. So if I were to sprinkle, let's say we were to sprinkle five teams and uh, based on mm-hmm. their odds, I'll tell you some teams that I would sprinkle on. One would be Duke because I think Duke has the talent and they're playing a lot better right now and they're 45 to mm-hmm. one. So the value, we know that we know the talent at Duke it's, it's high. They're playing well right now and you're getting 45 to one um, Kentucky. You, I'm glad you brought up Kentucky because they're 45 to one and they're playing pretty decent right now down the stretch. Uh, a couple other teams out there that have long odds that I, I, I believe could still make a run. Uh, Tennessee, they play mm-hmm. such good defense at 30 to one. I think that's an attractive number. And then, boy, I, I don't know if I completely get there with Miami, but Miami at 45 to one uh, is a little tasty as well. If I were to take those four or five teams at those numbers, I think there's a good chance one of them gets to the final four and gives you that ability to hedge. Well, and the hedging would be absolutely massive right now. And I, I do like the fact that. And here's the other thing we have to consider. Sometimes teams getting bounced from their conference tournaments is actually works better for them. Yep. You know, where they don't spend the whole weekend playing all these days in a row and have to to get it done. Um, I'm, I keep coming back to Kentucky, that a team that that hasn't lived up even close to their hype in the preseason and has that flip switch mentality. Um, they got embarrassed at home by South Carolina, and now all of a sudden they're coming. Reeves is scoring. And I don't necessarily think that they can win at all, but final four bound, it could be possible. Um, West Virginia is a team that might prove to be one of those that can go on a run. Um, and then Creighton. I, I think, I don't know whether people are sleeping on Creighton still. I doubt it. Um, they didn't have, they had a couple of quad one wins. And I just, they're the kind of thing that even though they had, they played poorly defensively back in December. That was when Kalkbrenner was out sick for a few games and all of a sudden they're much improved now. And so I got to figure the Creighton and and maybe just by name alone, people will look past them. But I think people that really know basketball feel like Creighton might make a run here. Yeah, I, I like that. I, I like the sprinkling on teams mm-hmm. like a Creighton because of those odds. And here's this kind of shows you how not clear cut this year is. Uh, Houston, they are the betting favorites. They're six to one right now. Since seeding began back in 1978, only one other betting favorite has entered March Madness with odds of six to one or higher. And that was back in 1994, North Carolina. That was the last time there was a team that uh, the 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 favorite of the tournament was six to one or higher. So that just shows you there is not that clear cut favorite. Yeah, I think if you're going to play the roulette board, which I like to call, like kind of blanket the board a little bit here. Um, I th- I don't know if I would go any more than probably eight. I think you could probably find eight teams 
that, you know, at least one of the eight has to come from, you know, somewhere outside the top 15 in the current poll. Um, you could have a couple come from inside. Like it's when I start looking at some of these teams and I think SI did this, so I'll kind of repeat some of what they did. They like the Creighton team that I just mentioned. Um, they do have, you know, the one seeds this year are still to be determined. Let's see what Purdue and UCLA and what happens to them and who gets that final seed. Cause you got to think it's Kansas, Bama, Houston, potentially UCLA, unless they falter and Purdue somehow wins the big 10 championship. And then I would say maybe they would get the one seed. Um, Texas is a team I like. Uh, I mentioned Kansas, but that's obvious. And I don't know what you think about this Baylor team. No. Yeah. They've kind of slipped off. Yeah. Um, Boy, I tell you, come from the Pac-12. I mean, Arizona, you like Tennessee. I think UConn is one of those yes. teams in the Ken Palm that they're pretty highly ranked. And so I would look at them as one of the better teams. I mean, they were a very good team back in the wintertime, and, and now they got to flip the switch. Zags are one of those teams that have always been there. This year's team doesn't have as much firepower, but uh, they tend to get going in March. Man, I know this is it's a weird thing because they won't be a one seed like they usually are. Um, and then I think this Indiana team is interesting in that they could get bounced in the first round or they could go to the Elite Eight. Yes. I think they have that kind of ability if Hood Shafino heats up and Trace Jackson Davis plays at the level he can play. Um, they've got experience, and so I could probably get them in there. So, okay, so just looking at Big Ten teams, mm-hmm. If I were to eliminate Purdue, because Purdue's probably yeah. going to be a one seed, if you were to say which Big Ten team goes the furthest in March Madness this year, would your top Big Ten team outside of Purdue be Indiana? Mm. Yeah, because by process of elimination... And they'd like, have a better seed than everybody yeah, else. I kind of like... I mean, I like that Illinois team, and they seem like they just can't... Get going. Penn State. They're athletic. They're long. Penn State might be a team that could upset some people in the tournament. Um, I, man, it, it probably would have been Illinois. Maryland. I think is one of those teams. Yes, that could catch fire. And and then what about Sparty? Should we think we got to see what happens here in the Big Ten tournament? But I I think they have the ability because they can shoot the three man and yeah. the three ball. They've been incredible at shooting the three. It just seems like the great equalizer when you get to the tournament. I'm not saying you live and die by it, but they they've been they've been really good at it lately. So you're pinning me down. Um, boy, I don't really want to go with Indiana because they're just so hit and miss. They but then everybody are. in the Big Ten can be that way. Yes, they. You yes. took Purdue off the board, um, so it comes down to probably. For me, it's either Sparty or Maryland. I think. Maryland's going to run into a one seed, though. That's the problem. So Maryland will be an eight, maybe. Um, so they play the eight, nine game, which you don't like, and then they immediately run into one. So that's why I was talking earlier about you can like the team, but if you don't like the seeding or the road, you're in trouble. Indiana's going to be probably a, what are they going to be? A, four or a five, four? I'd say. Yeah, I would say Indiana's probably a four, which gets them into that 4-13 game. They play the winner of 5-12. If the 12 upsets the five, now all of a sudden they're in the Sweet 16. Yeah. So 
Uh, probably are in Indiana just default there because of the, the seed line. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think knowing that they are probably yeah. going to be in that seed line versus the team that I think would be the most dangerous would be Maryland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't like what seed they're probably yeah. going to be. So uh, a couple other quick things. So the highest odds to ever win the national championship uh, entering the NCAA tournament since seeding mm. began in 1978, there was one team that was 100 to 1. And it was UConn. UConn was 100 to 1 in 2014. They won it all. Uh, UConn was another team that had long odds in 2011. I believe that was the Ohio State was the number one overall seed and lost to Kentucky. And then Connecticut, I think, beat uh, Butler in that national championship wow. game. So they were 25 to 1. 1983, NC State, they were 25 yeah, the to 1. Pack. And then Boy, I would think they would have been longer. Than I that. thought so too. Yeah. I was surprised because yeah. what seed were they? Weren't they like an eight seed or something? Oh man, they were. Uh, what were what were they seeded that year? I'll have to take a look. I I have a feeling they were somewhere in the six or seven range. Yeah, and yeah. then the other one that was thirty five to one was nineteen eighty five Villanova. With, that was Raleigh and Massimino, right? So they were 35 yep. to 1 pre tournament. So that's kind of interesting that since 1978, there's only been four teams at 25 to 1 or higher. And you are, you and I are starting to sprinkle teams at 45 to 1 and 35 to 1. So maybe that's not the right way to go based on history, <laughs> but we'll see. It and just then, seems so wide open. And then how about this? So the last pre tournament favorite to actually win the national championship was uh four five years ago it was 2018 villanova was the last team at to go into the tournament as the betting favorite and to win it so it's been a little while it's been a, been a, definitely a while and you know i i feel like certainly you could bet on any of those teams to win it all houston bama kansas ucla arizona all those teams but if you were going to do something fun this year this is the year to do it this is the year to do it Getting Kentucky, I don't know what Kentucky is. Getting one of these teams that are that have talent, that have pros, that that could string six together and make a run at this thing, or maybe even four, so you can get to the hedging point. But you start taking teams that are 45, 50, 60 to one, and you get them through to the elite eight. Now you really got some money to work with. That's right. That's right. Uh, before we wrap up, cashing out one funny little stat that I want to mm-hmm. give people that are going to be betting on the NCAA tournament. And we know in Ohio you can do that now. Uh, this is the old fade the public because yeah. the public teams with 60 or more percent of the bets on the spread. Okay, so that means the public has 60 percent or more are taking this team. The record 56, 80, and 5. That's 41%. So if you are betting with the public, that is not the way to go. That's from the NCAA tournament since 2016. Uh, betting with the public is getting you 41%. A $100 better would be down $2,800 since uh, the year 2016. So do not go with the public picks. All right, that is it for cashing out. We are going to be back next week to talk all the brackets. Nice. The brackets will be out. We'll be making our picks. We'll do a little NCAA tournament draft. Yep. That's next week on cashing out.